the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Talking money, investing in more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. 2018, man, the years fly by, don't they? Remember when you were a young kid in the 70s or 80s or 90s and you were thinking, wow, I'm going to be really old in 2020. You start hearing things like in the year 2020, we will have self-driving cars. And you never feel like you're ever quite there. But we're getting close. One of the things I like to do is to kind of teach ever so slightly what I've done well. And just because I've done it well doesn't mean you need to do the same thing I do. But something I believe in investing in is brands. I believe in brands, whether you're a small business, you're a big business, um, whether you're in TV or radio. Are you trustworthy? That's Why did I get a trustworthy first on brands? Because maybe loyalty? We're loyal to or not, especially in the restaurant industry, right? I've been in restaurants before 10 times, loved it all 10 times. And that 11th time, I'm, I get bad service. I'm like, I'm never, ever coming here again. Or, you know, I, I, I take great offense to something, right? Facebook chief Mark Zuckerberg. He's the man who represents Facebook, right? Tim Cook represents Apple, to a lesser extent, some of his other CEOs. You know, Sheryl Sandberg with Facebook, right? But when bottom line, push comes to shove, you think about Zuckerberg when you think about Facebook. So I'm big into brands, really, really big into brands. And when it comes to investing, how bad is privacy backlash for someone like Facebook? Because, again, haven't we seen some privacy issues hit Home Depot when credit cards got stolen? Hit Experian? Hit Target? So we've seen companies get back from 
where they once belong. Get back to where you once belong. Get back, Jojo. Um, advertisers are important. Um, so when you hear about privacy issues hitting Facebook and like people are hashtag delete Facebook, that's not even trending on Twitter. It never did. You're going to see indignation from senators. And they're going to be so indignant and so upset and so distraught. You would think that, like, their heart is broken, but they're just a dog barking at the moon. There won't be a lot of meaningful legislation. Now, down the road, I think Europe's going to probably lead on the privacy issues and the brand of Facebook. And at some point in time, will the EU, you know, go gangster on big tech like they went gangster on Microsoft, like they've gone gangster on Google so far? Could be. So watch out, Facebook, Alphabet, Amazon, Apple. Your success is in European Union's eyeballs. In the United States, we're not going to do anything about it. In the United States, you know, elementary schools and high schools get, you know, shooters in them regularly, and our Congress can't do anything about it. You think we're going to do anything about privacy issues at, at, at Facebook? Nah. We'll hem and haw about it, but we won't do anything. So this is all about business lessons and going to business school. When you make an apology, you want to sound contrite. It's amazing that people still fly United. I'm surprised they've got a plane in the air today. With what's happened with them in the last couple of years of dragging passengers off planes, of kicking families off the day before Christmas, of overbooking and then yanking people, of coming up with you know, a dead dog in the overhead... Uh, dogs being uh, sent to the wrong country, <laughs> not the wrong state, the wrong country. You'd imagine that no one would be flying at United anymore because haven't we all seen on our friends' uh, Facebook feed? I can't believe they beat this passenger up. I can't believe they put that dog in the overhead. You know, when I heard that dog in the overhead died, I tried to buy a, a ticket to the overhead for my my ex-wife. See, we wanted to fly back to Hawaii or somewhere together. Okay, I tried to buy. Thank you very much. I'll be here all night long. I didn't know you could have put an ex-wife in an overhead. So on Wednesday, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, so over a weekend, Facebook gets into trouble for privacy issues. Of which it still should be known that, like, Nothing got broken into on their systems. You volunteered the information, and it was shared. And then the company was pretty aggressive where they took, but you invited them in. So it's like that at vampire movie, right? You invited the vampire in by downloading an app, and then you get upset that the vampire, you know, put a coffin in your basement, sucked your blood, sucked your husband's blood, sucked your children's blood. Rob, there's no such thing as vampires, but you invited them in. Two, three, four, five. <laughs> I love the count. So, Johnson and Johnson got into a lot of issues when, in the 1980s, some of their boxes were tampered with. That's why you have those tamper-proof uh, medication bottles now. And you can always see that little film of aluminum on top. Has it been opened or not? Johnson & Johnson had to pull bottles off of every drugstore. 
um, every supermarket, every little nook and cranny in the world, they had to find their product and pull it off. So you can't really fight a fire with a squirt gun. You have to be aggressive. You know, what should Facebook do when they get into a scandal where the Trump campaign was using data from a data company that was meant to, you know, be tampered with and manipulated? So, again, like on your Facebook page, if you put that you like dogs and you put that, you know, you like um, an artist named Shag who does like really retros, 50s kind of stuff, tiki art. And you pick something along the lines of um, worst president ever, hashtag. They can now come to you with an ad that's painted like a shag painting that's got dogs in it and says, wouldn't you really like this president if you give him another try? Knowing that you like dogs and you are mad. Like, you can see how you got manipulated, right? I think the most interesting person in the world right now and I think one of the most powerful people in the world right now is Mark Zuckerberg. Facebook's reach, Instagram's reach, WhatsApp's reach, is to, to so many people in the world. So he needs to cease all political advertising. I would probably shut down that creepy kids messenger app. And instead of like going after the kids with messenger, hey, parents, you could have little Joey message his friend after school. Instead of doing that, say, we're going to pump a billion dollars or a million dollars or a hundred dollars or five dollars into research on kids and their brains. So you have to be a really, really good leader in times of crisis. And I think that goes for marriages. I think that goes for friendships. Washington's pretty flaccid. I don't think they do much. They're a bit of a noodle. So... When the European Union starts making noise, I think that's when we start getting really, really worried. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM saying get ready rob's gonna say the dirty word the big dirty word there's two of them in the world of investing in my world there's the r word and the i word behave yourself inflation and recession now you would think those are not bad words but those are words that scare investors 
and they shouldn't. Recessions curb excesses. So recession gives a pause to refresh. Recessions give uh, a chance to say, okay, let's take a look at what we've accomplished and figure out how to water that going forward and how to prune back some of the dead leaves. Recessions are normal. They're healthy. They're common. I like them. Correction. Maybe that's another dirty word, a letter, right? We've got the, the I, the R, the C. Don't say the word. Don't say it. Don't say it. You can't. Oh, good. Oh, you just said correction. I thought you were going to say the other C word. No, I'm not going to say that one. That is not appropriate behavior, okay? But do you see how, like, Wall Street could have dirty words and we could all have dirty words? Uh, corrections are good for me. I know you're saying, Rob, you're acting crazy now. Corrections are great. Corrections are, you know, if you happen to buy Apple a couple of years ago because you liked the product or you, you heard that it always goes higher and it, it's gone higher, you've done great. But now that it's corrected 10% from its highs, what do you do? Do you feel like it's going to continue? Do you feel like it's taking a pause? Do you feel like this is the, uh-oh, what if they don't have, no one's talking about the iPhone 11 yet. And isn't that coming up in September? <laughs> yeah. So I'm always looking for signs of recession. I'm always looking for signs of correction. I'm always looking for signs of inflation. Because those are the boogeymen. That's our Freddy Krueger, our Jason Voorhees, and our guy from the movie Saw. Which I haven't seen enough, so I can't tell you his name. And I'm your Bozo the Clown. So fear the clown, people. So those are the three boogeymen. And I'm watching for signs of the boogeymen. You know, you don't want to go to sleep on these guys. What could cause a recession? I, something tells me Donald Trump and a tariff war. Can, it, it may not physically start a recession, but it can mentally start getting us to the point of, oh, yeah, I need to, I, I need to be careful. So that's one of those things that on Wall Street we do do. We do use our imagination a lot. And what I mean by that is, you know, what could cause a correction? I'm looking for signs of it. What could cause a recession? I'm looking for signs of it. Um, higher interest rates could slow down an economy, which could eventually cause a recession, because a recession is just two quarters in a row of negative GDP growth. That sounds about right. That's not so bad when you put it that way, right? But when you start adding the recession leads to a correction or inflation leads to a recession leads to a correction, like you're starting to put the elbow involved with the toe bone. The toe bone's connected to the ear bone. I know you're saying, what sort of person do you look like? Your toe's connected to your ear? Yes. And I like that my ears licked. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. So the economy's growing right now, so you can't say tariffs are a problem yet, but you do pay attention to it. We've got this incredibly stimulant, stimulating, stimulative tax cut, and we want to watch that data come out. And we want to see how it looks on a year-over-year -year basis. And then, oh, these tariffs, they could throw things into like a little bit of a tizzy, because now you're looking at them through another filter. Instead of a tax cut where things were going to look better, you're looking at it through a filter where maybe things aren't great. 
you know, if President Trump ever gets impeached, Congress will write him a letter saying, we don't like what you did. That can cause the market to drop. But that's not causing the economy, the recession, right? That could cause the the stock market to drop short term, and then the stock market's going to look and look at the recession or look at the economy and say, hey, economy. Do people get scared about that whole impeachment thing? And the economy will tell us the truth over time. It tells us, you know, jobs report. It tells us wages, inflation, consumer price index, uh, how much inflation there is, uh, wholesale inflation, productivity. Are we getting more out of more bang for our buck from, you know, going to work? So that's something. Those are the three dirty words, in my opinion, of kind of like the big picture. And notice how none of them are, to me, dirty words. They're actually opportunities. Now, when I'm in retirement and I've got three years of cash like I'm supposed to have, you know, these seminars that me and CFP Chad Burton and myself do, uh, when I'm in retirement and I've got my three years of cash on the sidelines and I've got my dividend stocks and my income payers and my, uh, you know, achievers, so to speak, as I like to call them, my companies with brand names, as I'm in retirement, do I want to hear things like, this is a record stock market correction or this is a record prolonged bear market? No. Because so far I've been counting on history and not, you know, something breaking out into history. You're with me against me. Did you see the founder of Toys R Us died shortly after they announced uh, Toys R Us was going bankrupt? Does that make you feel sad? In other news, the founder of Toys R Us is being buried in Mattel's Barbie house. I know that's so sad. I'm with you. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. It is funny. I'm just thinking about that whole European Union. My insight that it'll be a European <laughs> uh, country that takes down Facebook or Amazon or Apple or Google or Netflix. It won't be an American government that takes them down. Does that tell you something like how snarky I am or how sarcastic uh, so we pay attention to FedEx, FedEx and UPS. You know how I was saying recession is an R word? It's one of those bad words out there. We pay attention to the FedExes and UPSs and Amazons because they're telling us, are people spending money? Is business getting done? Are people sending boxes around the country? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube at Rob Black Show.
and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. When walking through paradise And all the sick were around them With fevers unbreaking Crying and bleeding and coughing and shaking I'm Rob Black Talking money, investing, and more Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in the air. You know, one of the most difficult things for me to do is sometimes to eliminate the noise, whether that's going to sleep at night or whether it's dealing with investments. It's pretty tough. When dealing with investments, you have to kind of eliminate the noise of I really don't care what your politics are. You don't care what my politics are. So one of the things I try to do here is try to like not bring politics onto the show. Because I think we both could win. In the United States, uh, I think all three parties, the Republicans, the Independents, and the uh, Democrats could all win. We don't have to all be happy together. And we don't have to all agree. Um, one president can make you nervous because he's an amateur. One president can make you nervous because he's a hothead. One president can make you nervous because he governed, you know, a southern state. One president can make you nervous because he, his daddy was head of the CIA. Like, I get it. I get it. We're all going to have, you know, issues that we have to deal through and process. I totally get it. Uh, but I try not to bring politics in because it's the toughest thing to do is to remove that noise, especially in a world in media where noise seems to get into the lion's share of the, of the day. Uh, I'm going to downsize my time in TV soon, in large part because TV depresses me because it's that noise. I don't really need to know that, you know, 5,000 square acres have burned down or 21 people died in a mudslide or this horrible man shot his kid and then shot himself or this horrible person, you know, uh, hates people who have guns and this horrible person, you know, loves people who have guns. Like that kind of noise just in life kind of punches you in your stomach. Now, I try to do a show that adds some value to you and we all remember back in the 90s, I hope this was the 90s, I like big butts and I cannot lie. Rap song, right? Why would I bring that up? When Rob talks about things that he likes, he brings up big butts. Do you really think he's like fallen so far from the Sir Mix-a-Lot tree of rap? that he's actually enjoying the music <laughs> and you brothers can not deny that when a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist, like I was just influenced as a kid, you know, it's the music that I play that you played. I think someone at Rolling Stone magazine said, you'll always find your favorite music was the music of your, of your teens and twenties. So I try to mix a little Sir Mix a lot into this show oh by talking about, Big butts. Pop song, cultural reference. A lot of people understand it. Um, because my next statement is the one that's going to hook you. 
Some guys like big butts. I like big stock buybacks. I like dividend increases. I like companies that have a brand. I like companies that quarter to quarter grow revenue. I like companies that year over year grow earnings. But I like buybacks. You should be able to come up with five to ten things that you like about a company. And five to ten things you don't like about a company. You should be able to be honest with yourself. I'm a little heavy right now. I'm a little too skinny right now. I don't have enough muscle right now. It's going to be a record-shattering year for corporate stock repurchases in the U.S. If the number one, if the number of share buybacks is any indication. Now, we've announced big buybacks. doesn't mean we have to finish them. But we've announced them. And what do you mean by not finishing them? Well, if inflation starts showing up or recession starts showing up, it could become a problem. You know, another thing that I put as a flag on companies that I watch is overexpansion. So right now I'm seeing Facebook and Apple almost compete for cranes. Like, who can build corporate buildings faster? And I actually saw some research on Google being a big real estate owner in the United States, which is pretty fascinating because you don't think of them as a real estate owner, but certainly. You don't think of McDonald's as a real estate owner, but certainly. So far this year... We're projected to buy back about $151 billion of buybacks. Thanks in large part due to the tax reform and repatriation and to the higher earnings growth estimates. So we're looking at $842 billion worth of stock buybacks on an annualized basis. So it's pushing trillion, right? Last year we did $530 billion, up this year to 6842. 530 billion up to 842. That's a 60% increase. And that would reach the highest level ever since 2007 when we were in that 2006, 2008 stock market correction. And wisely companies bought back shares when they were low. Now they're buying back shares when they're high. And that makes me a little, that's kind of a plus and a minus, right? Luca Buhas, he expects about $100 billion of the incremental buybacks to be funded from stronger earnings growth and tax cuts. Another $200 billion from those uh, stock repatriations. So we're talking about big companies buying back, buying back stocks. And let me give you, like, remember, we've been talking a lot about brand recently. When I say the name of this company, you tell me what you think. Now, I'll do it with a couple companies. Cisco Systems. Now, you probably thought Silicon Valley. You probably thought networks, switches, routers, John Chambers. Um, the man who said we would grow at 30% a year every year, even when they were growing at 10% a year. How about this company for our brand? Tell me what you think of PepsiCo, Pepsi. You get Pepsi Diet, Pepsi, orange juice, water, right? Plastics, Doritos, Gatorade. What do you think of when I think I say the, the name Oracle as a big brand that's buying back lots of shares? You probably think Larry Ellison, World Cup sailing, maybe databases, tech company, guy who owns a lot of Hawaii. 
but a good company will evoke those kind of images from you. Visa. I have nothing but happy images about Visa or eBay. I, I can kind of see the logo in my head, right? And the idea of, oh, I need to buy a new pair of shoes or I need to buy uh, my favorite pair of pants that are no longer in stock anywhere I want, but oddly enough, someone on eBay has them. Um, so that's it. You know, share buybacks are important, and I probably milked Sir Mix-a-Lot for a lot more than he milked his career for. Um, but buybacks are okay. Now, you could be saying something like, um, let's say someone just in- invented the internet. He's put two computers in touch with each other, and they're talking. Now, maybe companies that sell equipment for, like, computers or networking or wireless communications or Bluetooth chips or hard drives, things that would benefit from networking, maybe you don't want those companies doing buybacks. But when you start feeling like there's not enough innovation to to pump R&D into, stock buybacks are okay. But you do have to ask some questions, you know? I think it's super important. One of my favorite companies to talk about is Nike. Um, it goes back to my love of my childhood. I didn't have a great childhood. I had a horrible childhood. But there were some things that I loved about my childhood. Most of those were relating to other boys while playing soccer. Sometimes swimming. So Nike was around when I was a kid. As was Adidas. Which I've recently learned, you're, to correctly pronounce it, you're supposed to say Adidas. Adidas. Does anyone expect Americans to correctly pronounce anything? I like the way you say that. Mercedes is supposed to be Mercedes. No, thank you. I'm American. I'm allowed to speak whatever way I want. It's in the Constitution. Probably under that Third Amendment thing. You're darn you know. tootin'. So some analysts out there will look at a Nike, and sometimes they'll love it, sometimes they'll hate it. But they're typically talking about one year, two years, or three years. So sometimes you'll hear, like, what you don't want to hear, like, Adidas is catching up with Nike, or Nike's falling back to Skechers, or Skechers is catching up to Adidas. Uh, and there's some truth to that. But the shoe market's a large, large market. And I think Nike's a great long-term name. If you're going to ask me about the short term, I'm going to say, I don't know. I know every three to four months I need a new pair of shoes. I'll talk to you soon. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show.
I'm dedicated to getting you to retirement. I tried to take a different approach. Some months are better than others. Some quarters are better than others. Some years are better than others on the show. The California dream is brutally tough to afford. And I don't want to work till the day I die just to afford the California dream. Owning a home is great. Love it. It's stressful. You don't have to have it. Property taxes are high. Or you can rent and get yourself caught in a situation where every five to ten years, the rules seem to change a bit. You get less for more, and a couple of years later than that, you get maybe more roommates for more money, or, you know, it's just the rules keep changing. It's a ton for one person to play pay. It's a ton for most people in the Bay Area to pay. I feel like it shouldn't be so insane, but it is. You look around and you see the Bay Area economy is kind of booming. But, and this is where you get the but, if you're under 40 or a renter, chances are high that you don't travel or get to eat out much or you're going to be cutting back on groceries because it's expensive to live here. A five-county poll conducted for the Silicon Valley Leadership Group found that one-third of Bay Area apartment returns and one-quarter of residents in their 20s and 30s are struggling to afford their housing. I think it's a higher number. And I think it would be a way higher number if you backed out people over the age of 50. Um, So... On one hand, the economy is booming, housing is booming, but if you're under 40 and you don't own, it's it's not a dream, it's a nightmare. So people under 40 are three times as likely to report that they slash their other expenses a great deal to cover their housing costs. That's not exactly the dream, is it? You don't want the housing market to be a hardship, Older renters, especially those on fixed incomes, often have a trickier time absorbing costs because sometimes they're retired and they're living off three thousand a month. And when the rent goes from a thousand to a thousand one hundred, thousand two hundred, thousand three hundred, they're still living off that three thousand. Eighty percent of millennials dream of home ownership. But it would take the average millennial with college debt about 27 years to save up for down payment in the Bay Area. So is it a dream or is it a nightmare or is it a, a wrench in our life? You're seeing areas like Sacramento continue to grow because people are living moving there where it's cheaper. So compared to decades ago, housing changes, right? I think it changes every five to ten years pretty aggressively. And we live in a funny place right now where if you have a home and you have a mortgage in the last five years, ten years, you probably have that mortgage under three and a half, four percent. You're probably likely to say, well, I'm going to go get a new home. And you're like, wait, 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 rates are four and a half, five percent now? That could happen. Ah, coffee. It does us all good. Would you like some coffee? I would like some coffee. 
in the end, a home is a home, and I want you to live and respect it and treat it well and weatherproof it. Why buy something worth six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars if you're just going to let the rain and the water damage it? Uh, enjoy your job, enjoy your life, get some life lived. That's the thing that is probably bugs me the most about the millennials in the peninsula and the Bay Area is you have to work so hard to cover your housing costs that you can drive by Chrissy Field on a Saturday where it's beautiful and sunny and no one's out there. And you're like, how is this possible? We ha- we live in the Bay Area where we are minutes from beaches left and right of us and, and, and parks and recreational areas and, and museums. And, and you're like, where is everyone? Oh, they're working. You be kidding me. They're working. So anyway, housing, don't let it drag you down. Don't let it be the super negative. Don't let it be the monkey on your back, so to speak. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. I saw someone, I saw a review of a product called, I want to call it Dish's Egg Thing. And basically it, it, it lets you fill it with water to various levels and it'll boil your eggs for you so that they're either soft boiled, hard boiled, or warm boiled. And you can also somehow put on a setting so it does scrambled eggs and waffles, not waffles, but uh, omelets. And uh, I saw it, I was, like, I was reading it, and it's like, this is one of the best reviewed things ever on Amazon. And like, that's where Amazon's going to kill Google. Because I, I don't know if I was reading an advertisement or not, but I was fascinated. I'm like, people want to buy one device for their kitchen that will do nothing but hard-boiled eggs. And there's things called pots and pans that you can do, pots that you can do hard-boiled eggs in. But sure enough... I go to Amazon and I see the reviews and I'm like, nineteen dollars, do I want it? I'm like, no, 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 minimalism, minimalism, minimalism. Save the nineteen dollars, put it in retirement. Anyhow, if you have the dish thing, drop me an email, Robert Roblox Show. Uh I found it funny that there is a product to boil eggs that you can put in your kitchen. I know. It's uh first world kind of problem, right? I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.